general nerdery. So I was reading this article today about, have you seen this game Multiversal was coming out? Multiverses? That's it, Multiverses. I think it's out. Oh, okay, that is out. Yeah, that makes more sense with this. Uh, But it's... um, it's Smash Bros, but with every character that WB has access to, so it's an insane number mm-hmm. of characters. But is reading about, apparently Velma, like from Scooby-Doo, one of her moves is she calls the cops on you. Yeah, they just changed that. And the cops arrive and pull up. But the, the thing that, and the reason they changed that was Velma calling the police on, say, LeBron James, a black man, white woman called in, you know, mm, little uncomfortable. But their solution was just to change the car. Right. So it's no longer a police vehicle. Is It's the mystery machine now, right? Is that what it is now? I okay, so. I thought it was just a normal car. but like, Which makes more sense in the first place. The mystery machine, sure, that makes it a little better. But I was like, okay, so instead of call, like a white woman calling the police and getting them arrested, there's just a white woman abducting this person now. <laughs> I think it's been out for about a month now, because I remember reading some stuff, and I think when it dropped, I want to say Scooby was OP. Oh, okay, yeah. I've not... I'd heard a bunch of noise about it when it was coming out, but I hadn't heard much lately, so I didn't know if it was out-to-out. Mm. Anyways, I play video games on Switch, so I'll just buy Smash Bros. Um, <laughs> yeah, good point. Welcome to General Nerdery, your podcast about liking things. We're your generals of nerdery. I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. And I'm trying not to burp up all the fast food that I ate immediately before recording here. So that was terrible planning on my part. <laughs> I... Well, like, in general, we're going to get to it, but this episode, it's Morphin Time. Oh, my God. Not Morbin Time. I would leave. <laughs> I would just leave. <laughs> it is now Morbin Time on Netflix. Oh, my God. Is that where it finally came yeah. out? I might actually watch I'm it. Gonna watch know, it. I'm going to watch it. I'm 100% going to watch it. I'm not expecting to like it. Are we going to do that one on Word Balloons? We've still not really decided. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. We will we will cover it on a podcast. I just don't know which one yet. We'll put it out that way. Uh, but before that, what have you been ingesting? Not what will you be ingesting? What have I? Well, uh, I already told you, I guess my main thing from the past two weeks is um, I finally finished Hawkeye. Oh, yeah. Um, really liked it. I feel like every episode is at least a little bit better than the episode that came before. I think there's a few episodes in the middle that kind of peek well, out, but like... I think one through three are like the most notable differences, uh-huh. and then it's those the last three where it's like, eh, arguable, but it kind of still felt like an yeah. upwards trajectory. Natural progression. Um, I really liked it for the most part. It just, I kind of ran into the same thing that I ran into with into it with Black Widow. And is it just sort of felt like it should have been done years ago? See, here's the big problem I had with it. I don't give a fuck about Hawkeye's wife and kids. Mm. And the revelation that she's Mockingbird. Right. At the very end, because... And I had to explain this to Cece, and it took a lot of explaining to explain why he hands her the... uh, uh, It's a watch or something like that, but it has Agent 23 on it. That is... Mockingbird. That is Bobby Morse. That is Hawkeye's ex-wife. Also important in this, this officially makes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. non-canon. Because Bobby Morse showed up in that, played by um, the first officer from the Orville. Uh, Adrian oh, Pilecki. Adrian Pilecki, yeah. Who was also 
uh, Sam's girlfriend that dies in the first episode of Supernatural. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Yeah. I love when Amy Adams appears in Smallville. <laughs> like, people who actually make it good who appear in small stuff. Um, well, and you remember when Adrian Pilecki was supposed to be Wonder Woman? Have you ever seen any of yes, the... Yes, it looks bad. Yeah. Yeah, also, uh, the script leaked, and it was also bad. Adrian Pilecki shot a pilot that was never aired for Wonder Woman, and it is a lot of cheap pleather. The costume design wasn't terrible. The materials they chose for it was, which is an important thing in costuming. Nothing against the porn industry, but porn parodies have better costumes. It looked significantly better. I remember when that got brought up. They put up the two, and I was like, oh... Right? Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah, you're right. So that makes Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Completely non-canon. Mm-hmm. Or not, but at least largely non-canon. She was supposed to get her own TV show mm. as Mockingbird, and it never... Is that when, like, anymore. Marvel TV went away or something? It was when Marvel TV started to... Like, it was before they did their big announcement, and Kevin Feige was like, No! I will be <laughs> taking over all of this! Also, I... You've been playing Immortals Phoenix Rising I've been playing, every yeah, single time I've been over. I know, but I, I what I needed to say... I, I needed oh, to sorry. say more about Hawkeye, because there were two... I don't know. I think Florence Pugh is a fantastic, amazing, amazing actress. Disney really needs to just, like, hire her the best dialect coach in the world and just like pay her to take two months working on that Russian accent so that she can act through it rather than just be like trying to do it the entire time she's on fucking screen. I'm a little more forgiving than that, but you're right. The the Russian accent is a little rough. She can't, she, so she's a three times better actress than she is mm-hmm. when she plays Elena because she can't act through that accent. Which is fun, because I still think that scenes with her were some of the best scenes of the show. Her and Kate, I thought, was an amazing combination. I'll put it this way. I've read most of Yelena's appearance in the comic books. Not on purpose, but because there aren't that many of them. (laughs) I don't like her. Mm -hmm. I've never liked Yelena as a character. I like Yelena as Florence Pugh. Or Florence Pugh as Elena. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yelena as Florence Pugh. <laughs> Suddenly, Yelena Belovo starred in Midsummer. That's why everything is so emotional on the fucking whatever movie that they just made. The the Olivia Wilde movie oh, she starred Jesus. in that's like drama, 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 drama that we're not going to go into. Like every minute I see another headline that's fucking I, just more drama. I still don't actually believe that that guy spat on Chris Pine. Uh, but. Oh, did you not see the video? Yeah, but afterwards he sits. It's pretty obvious. Well, but afterwards they like sit down and laugh together. Mm, laugh? Alright. Again, I just said we weren't gonna get into the but okay. <laughs> Whatever's happening, who boy. You, yeah. A whole lot seems to be happening. Because <laughs> that's, that's that's the latest tip of that iceberg. Like yeah, we are not we we are not. I don't the even know what the movie gossip. is supposed to be about. Sex. Oh, okay. All I've seen is all the... I saw a trailer for it. Like, a woman wakes up and she's supposed to have this perfect kind of 50s life. But, you know, 50s housewife life is not that great of a life in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, like, there's a deep secret beneath the sex and the whatever and the what whatever. I don't know. And it didn't look that good to me, to be honest with you. 
No, the other thing is like, otherwise I feel like the direction went really well, but um, whether it was their main director or the um, second unit that was in charge of filming the fight sequences, if you have to use your stuntmen so obviously you need to not show their face so that they don't have to digitally put on the faces afterwards. <laughs> I need to watch closer. Now, also, admittedly, I don't watch on your insane TV that takes up half the fucking room, so I might... I just, I had a hard time not noticing because sometimes the lighting wasn't even the same on the face. Ooh, okay, yeah. And, like, the choreography was cool, but if you have to use your stuntmen so obviously and you're doing things that Jeremy Renner and Haley Steinfeld can't do, which fair don't show their face, choose different angles, figure it out. Yeah. We've had those angles. We've had ways to do that on TV for decades. Yeah. Cause a couple times it really, I was like, you, what did I just see? It was like his face just morphed in front of me. You, <laughs> I enjoyed Hawkeye. It might, and there's a still a few shows I haven't seen of the Marvel. It might be the weakest of the ones that I have seen. I still haven't seen What If. I could see What If being worse because anthology shows are always a crapshoot. Well, I was going to say the worst What If is worse than Hawkeye, but What If also has higher highs than Hawkeye. Fair. They recreated the car chase from the Matt Fraction run. And that was fucking Pretty well. fucking well. That was will, amazing. Like... Whatever critiques we have about the show, and I think everything you've said is super legitimate. That car chasing was fucking great, and Vincent D'Onofrio can just do whatever he wants as the kingpin, and I'll watch. I would watch him do tax forms. <laughs> and then, yeah, I guess the other thing you brought up is I've been putting in some time on Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, I actually had to stop myself from not turning it on at all during, like, the actual week, or else I knew I wasn't going to be getting to bed till like four or five in the morning and I can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, but I've just been I really up. enjoying it. It's basically been the, um, the big God expansion from Assassin's Creed Odyssey, except flip around the ratio of combat to puzzles. Mm-hmm. See, and I call it a, uh, uh, Breath of the Wild clone. And I mean, it's advertised as a Breath of the Wild clone. but Which it's... is funny because like I have no context for Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't say whether it is or not. But that's how I had always heard it described going into it as well. So I was like, well, if nothing else, this will give me a taste for when I eventually play Breath of the Wild. My old... And I started playing it and I'm like, oh, well... So Breath of the Wild feels exactly like Assassin's Creed as made by the team that made Assassin's Creed? Um, it's one of those things of, it's got a slightly more cartoony style than Assassin's Creed, and what you said of swapping, uh, uh, puzzles and combat Mm -hmm. brings you much more, there's a lot of combat in Breath of the Wild, but it is primarily an open world puzzle explorer game that happens to have a bunch of fucking monsters in it. Mm -hmm. And that's very much the the feel with Phoenix, too. Uh Like, there's a bunch of combat to be had but not nearly as much puzzles as there is to be had. Mm. Um, plus, I think it's really funny. Apparently, that was kind of the, the story behind it getting developed, was the team working on Assassin's Creed Odyssey were like, we learned a shit ton while we were making this game. Let's make another game. I really like the animation style of it. Um, I 
I mean, I'm not one that I own a Switch. I'm not someone who feels a strong need for perfect realism in my games. Mm -hmm. I still think it's one of the worst named video games. Yeah, no. It it's just bad. sounds bad. Mm -hmm. And then you play it and you're like, oh no, this is actually really good. But like, I can't remember. They had a name they originally wanted to do and it didn't happen. Like they uh, had to change it for some reason. I'd have to look up. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I I do really like the way the actual story lays out and like, the Prometheus and Zeus narration and kind of context things when you were enter into certain areas and stuff. And I kind of hope they find some way to work that into some of the future Assassin's Creed titles, which mm -hmm. who knows? They just announced like four of them this weekend. Good Lord. I knew they announced another one. I didn't know they announced that many. Well, they, one of them we have like a name and some details for, and the others are like, this is what's coming. Ah, uh, okay. And they don't even have official names. It's like, Codename Red, Codename Hex. Code We're working name. on the next four. Mm -hmm. This is the next one you're getting. And, and like, we know where they're at. Like, Codename Red is going to be Japan. Finally. That could be cool. The one that people have been asking for since the series started. Yeah. Uh, Mirage is the next one, and it's back to the Middle East, but I think it's a different century than when we started the series. I, from the, like... Clip that I saw of someone talking about, I think it it takes place a little before the first game somewhere. Right, because it's it takes place like 20 years before Valhalla, because it's one of the characters that shows up in Valhalla. Oh, it's okay. like when he was a young man. Oh, cool. So yeah, that would be, I think, like a century or two before the first one then. Right. Admittedly, my knowledge of medieval history is not nearly as good as my knowledge of like antiquity. Uh... And one of them just seems like it's going to like... The part that has been getting a lot of flack from parts of the fandom, like how it's kind of the latest two have leaned real hard into the fact that it's a simulation and like you can make mythological things appear in there. Yeah. One of them's code name is Hex. And oh, so all it, it don't is give a fuck. Yeah, it don't give a single fuck. And it's just like like the only image they have is like the assassin symbol made out of like super witchy looking like twined together. I'm I'm down. You know what the entire Assassin's Creed games have never leaned that heavily into realism in the first place. No, I agree. So why the fuck do you care if they're going to put cool witchy shit in there? You were already meeting ancient aliens? Yeah, that's the thing like the myth aspects of the last two games and we don't have time to go into it, are explained by the sci-fi aspects uh -huh. that have always been there. But yes, like, there's always been larger-than-life aspects. You're fucking mining through memories to remember fucking genetic... Mm -hmm. You're basically getting into the collective unconscious. Fuck you. Like, um... I feel the same way. I actually love what they've been doing with that, but I know that it really, really rankles, uh... About, I don't know, half of the fucking Assassin's Creed. Like, if I had more time to play video games, I would definitely spend more time in Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. They're just, they are fun. Like, But I don't like, Immortals is kind of scratching that itch for me. While not being, having to be as hardcore about it. Although I'm, I'm fucking like 100%ing it, but. Well, and it, it, I will say it doesn't have some of the stuff I do like about it. I mean, you don't have the sneak up assassin assassinate moves on Assassin's Right, you, you can it's do a... Like, yeah. I mean, there is a sneak-up stealth attack, yeah, but, but it I doesn't... Mean, it's, it's not quite the same. Uh-huh. 
Um, it's more just like a really good way to initiate some fights. But Man, maybe if CeCe's not using the Switch, I'll play some Black Flag tonight. There you go. Anyways, uh, let's see. My I was just listening to the Black Flag soundtrack a couple it's days great. ago. I'm like, who likes listening to William Taylor? This guy likes <laughs> listening to William Taylor. <laughs> um, let's see. I have done a, most of my stuff has been just stuff I've done before. You know, uh, Yui was in town, so we played a bunch of the new Mario Kart levels, but I could tell you nothing about them. I know I had a delightful time with my friends playing Mario Kart. Uh, replayed all of Untitled Goose Game in, like, an hour, because when once you've beaten that game a couple of times, it becomes extremely easy to know how to do right. the various... What you need to do. ...tricks. Yeah. It was a delightful hour. Like, I, I had a great time, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. Uh, the the two things that I have done is I have... I'm not caught up on Harley Quinn, but I have watched through season two now. I have fallen behind on all of that thanks to getting caught up on Hawkeye. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, and I just picked up the Harley Quinn Eat, Bang, Kill tour, which is the comic book they wrote that I think is supposed to be canon I think... that takes place between two and three. Yeah, I think now, you're right. Keep in mind, anytime they're like, this comic's canon. It's canon until the show decides... It's not. Yes. But I'm still in. I've heard great things about it and it pissed off all the right people. I think the show is... I keep using delightful here, but I, I fucking loved it. I, I do have to occasionally shut my brain off being like, Superman, come on. But it's okay. Like, I don't care. Mm -hmm. Their version of Two-Face is one of my favorite versions of Two-Face that we've gotten in a long time. And also, how is it that Mr. Freeze, a character who admittedly has very little legs to him as an ongoing character, keeps getting utterly beautiful cartoon episodes? Even in fucking Harley Quinn! Because I knew there's the fucking Heart of Ice, the Batman animated series one. Which is fantastic. The Batman Beyond episode with Mr. Freeze is one of the best episodes of the series. It's a triumph of, like, storytelling. And fucking this one, where he sacrifices his life to save Nora. And then we spend the rest of the season seeing her make out with Maxi Zeus. But, uh... Okay, Joker still continues to suck. Right. In every way, shape, and form. But I... I'm actually really liking Harley Quinn. I will get to season three, probably not tonight. I want to get to Young Justice the more I'm watching this, but there's only so much, so many hours in the day. God, I think I only have like five episodes of Young Justice to go, and I just have I'm not gotten back around to it. Basically, going to have to start from the beginning because CC and Grizz have never seen any. Oh, or well, CC that's watched be a fun some. watch though. Oh yeah, no, I'm yeah. not unhappy about this. I'm just going through my head and being like, gotta get through Discovery season four, gotta get mm -hmm. through this, finish up Doctor Who. Do I have time for this? Oh, should watch some She-Ra. At least the final finish Castlevania. Uh, and then my other big thing was I not just went, but hosted my first Belagarth event in Woo! four years. Yay. Like 30 people came to town. We had live music, karaoke, a lot of scraps. I mean, we do Belagarth, but for the last couple of years with my phone fighting, it's pretty much just been the same 15 people. Mm -hmm. Many of whom I have known since I was about somewhere between 10 to 20. Like, is when I met a lot of them. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it was really interesting not just to have new people come out, but most of them being people I haven't met before. Okay. And yeah. having a, like, not just like, uh, there were several, I was like, let's see how I do. I'm like, 
pretty good, but I'm not surprised. I've been doing this longer than this guy's been alive. Like, he's got skills, but no offense, I'm better. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching some of our new people, like uh, um, uh, a, a guy named, oh, Mac. Right. Word balloons, Mac, in one of ours. I, I was going to say someone else, but I'm like, there's someone he knows who plays. <laughs> uh, Mac has been only seriously playing for like a year, maybe. He fucking killed it. Nice. He did so good. I was so I was like, oh, I'm a proud ma- I'm a proud papa. Like, awesome. um, it was really fun. It was very, very good to remember that like, oh, I really do enjoy doing this because I was getting extremely stressed about it. Here's a, a a note for all of you people: don't run the first festival of whatever kind. Don't run the first festival that you've been to in four years. Yeah, no, I'm... Or three years. Either way, like, it was just like, why am I doing... Oh, right, this is why I'm doing this. I know I wasn't planning on running a festival anytime soon for that reason. It... <laughs> I will say, and I'm, you know, obviously we are very open about the fact we smoke weed on this podcast, though we don't go into it too much. I got these uh, uh, blackberry lemon edibles from the place across the street of where we work. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, greenhouse or whatever Yeah, it is. Greenhouse Pharmacy. Yep. And I was eating them like the candy that they are the entire event and didn't fucking notice. Was perfectly fucking fine. Just ran the whole time. Took one when I got home and sat down on the couch and immediately was just like, (laughs) I cannot move now. And I was like, oh, one, exhausted. Don't do it that. And two. Sometimes that different setting. just Different setting and the fact that there I find a certain level and I just maintain that until I fall asleep at night. And then when I get up in the morning... I maintain that again until mm-hmm. I fall asleep at night. So it's like you don't have that, like, the up and down is the exhausting part. Right, right. That's so I funny. guess that ingesting was just straight. I ate, like, two or three of those little things in one go. Someone else was, like, on the floor, and I'm like, I'll have another one. Like, let's do this. Mmm, tasty. You know, I haven't tried any of their edibles yet, but... Uh, I mean, they're little gummy candies. It's kind of expensive, but, I mean, it's... Decent, professionally made gummy candies, mm-hmm. so I don't judge. I'll get to it sometime yeah. soon. Maybe. Oh, uh, just because I'll I'll report in next episode, I suppose. But I'm going to see Clerks Three tomorrow. Hell yeah, bud! Like maybe my most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah, it sounds like it's been pretty well received. Mm-hmm. Kev's been saying bring tissues. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm, ho- I'm hoping me and me and Danny don't necessarily end up like crying our eyes out in cr- each other's arms. You but... play that fucking reboot, my guy. Okay, yeah, but <laughs> and let's be honest, I love reboot, but I love reboot because I love Kev. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I I had to test it again the other day. I put it in again, and I was like, "Yep." As soon as he says her name's Amy, it doesn't. Uh. <laughs> okay, so. Thanks to D23 happening last week, there are... There's all sorts of news and all sorts of trailers. And so... We're not covering it all. No. Uh, Also, Star Trek Day happened. I only showed you one of the things they showed at Star Trek Day, because everything else was clips. Right. So, Star Trek Picard continues to look fucking awesome. I've watched that trailer more than I've watched all of the other trailers, but we're not really going to go into it, because... You're not a huge Star Trek guy. I've not watched. I just have card. no context. Yes, for it. exactly. Like, like it looks I have cool. Thoughts, but <laughs> um, Warf still looks great. Warf looks great. 
LeVar Burton continues to be a handsome man. It's going to be great. Uh, the only thing I will say is, from what I can tell, season three is Beverly Crusher calls Picard for help, and as an 85-year-old man, he's immediately, like, kicking down doors and starting fires. Like, Beverly has called for me. I must go. <laughs> uh, that works. Similar with, we watched the Andor trailer. It looks real good. I don't have too much more to add. No, to I mean... That. It's the one it's, that's coming up next, right? It's like, the one that's coming up next. Like, it'll... The first three episodes, I think, will be out... Next month? No, I think... Uh, by the... Like, by the time this episode's Oh, out, hell yeah, okay. We'll have the first three episodes. I'm real down. Uh, we talked about it, the, the fact that they got the people from Rogue One to do this again is the best possible choice they could have made. Yeah, that new footage, it's just... In the most exciting way, it's... Just kind of more of what we've already seen. Yeah. Great. I have no other way to explain it. Like, it doesn't give us that much more context. Mm-hmm. Other than what we could already kind of surmise. Cool, the Rebellion's coming together. Uh, Tales of the Jedi. The, the next of the animated stuff that they're doing. So you know how, like, in all of this new Star Wars TV stuff, they've just been like finding ways to like claw in little bits of the legends. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of hoping that one of these episodes is them clawing back the, uh, uh, Tartofsky Mace Windu fucking shit up. That episode where he kills like 8,000 droids on a whim. Oh my God. Oh, it's so good. Is that on Disney plus? I have no idea. It's so good. The, the Gendy Tartofsky, Tarvaski? I, I always forget. Tarvaski? Yeah. The the Gendy Star Wars shorts. I'm not usually a big, like, five-minute shorts guy, but Jesus Christ, it's good. People were so excited when they announced this because they were expecting it to be a, you know... Oh, yeah, it is all up on Disney+. Plus. Oh, fuck. Yes! Uh, but uh, everyone was expecting this to be, you know, like the classic tales of the Jedi cartoon or not cartoon comic and i had people confidently telling me that this was going to be about ulic Keldrama and uh uh xr coon and i was like mm, no no it's not they're just using the name tales of the jedi which fair it's a great fucking name and if you're going to tell an anthology series about the jedi it's a great name it's for an the anthology perfect series. name for that <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i'm still kind of sad about it although you look kind of a little bitch in xr coon is not nearly as cool with his double-bladed lightsaber now that we've seen it before. Right. Because in the comics, XR Kun is the first person we ever see with a double-sided lightsaber, and I remember being like eight years old and checking that collection out of the library and just being fucking mind-blown. Like What? And then they announced Darth Maul the next year, and I was like, it's real. It looks good. They've got Ashley Ecclestein back as... I think it's Ashley Eccleston uh, as yeah. as Ahsoka. Ahsoka again. Always love Ahsoka. More Qui Gon Jinn. I'm looking forward to. It's interesting. I don't mind uh, that actor's name. Um, uh, Liam Neeson. Le- yeah. Liam Neeson without a beard doesn't bother me. Qui Gon Jinn without a beard looks desperately wrong to me. Yes. I know he's a Padawan. It'd be weird if he had his full fucking beard at that point. Don't like it. I don't like it. No. Don't like it. It's a bunch of shorts. I mean, I'm pretty trusting at this point because, like, 
we watch divisions. Most of those kicked ass. We'll get mm-hmm. some good stuff out of this. World-changing stuff? No. This is probably the least world-changing thing that Star Wars is doing, other than possibly that Young Jedi Adventures show they announced. I was weirdly excited to see Yaddle. Yes. The Lady Yoda species Jedi Master. That's interesting. I think she's going to get killed by Dooku. Because we I saw them fight. Right. I think you're absolutely right. I and think she's going to get she super fucked up. She dipped between episodes one and two. <laughs> I think um, non-Christopher Lee, Christopher Lee. Mm-hmm. Is going to kill a Tridactyl, which mm-hmm. was the fan name for that species. <laughs> that I just stick with at this point. Mando. Mando season three. It looks so epic. many Mandalorians. So many Mandalorians. Also, Grief Cargo or whatever is it? Cre- grief something? Grief Carga, yeah. Looks fly. Yeah, that, In that like, like half a second that we see him. That look, he's doing. Where he's walking out and basically, Mando! Considering that I have just watched the first three episodes of Mando again recently, like two days ago. Mm hmm. The upgrade that he's been making from, like, I work out of the back of this bar to, like, look at me, bitch, is real impressive. I'm curious how they're going to explain uh, uh, what's-her-name not being there anymore. Gina Carano. Oh, right. Uh, I, what was her? Kara? Yeah, Kara Dune. Yeah. She's off doing stuff for the Republic. She's a Whatever. Great. Actually, it's really easy, but I'm still curious what they'll choose. Right. And just how drastically she'll be written off. Just Because it, it could be she's gone. It could be she's, she's gone and got killed. What I want is to recast her with Lucy Lawless. Oh, that'd be great. I know the age difference is enough to, like, it might be a little notable, but she's... But, oh, well, it's Lucy who cares? Lawless. And she's still really ripped. She looks good, too. Like, she's... Just, I will not... I don't look that good now. <laughs> let alone when I'm, like, 50. I'm her older sister, Mara Dune. <laughs> <laughs> Mara Jade Dune. Yeah. Um, Honestly, the first time I watched that trailer, I was... There was a part of me that was like, how... They... Like, Bo-Katan's almost seeming a little buddy-buddy. And then I noticed the sheer amount of cuts in that trailer, and I'm like, oh, he's never actually appearing in any of these scenes with these other Mandalorians, and when they're doing that drop, they might be going after him. I mean, there's a few things that she says. She's clearly talking to him at some points. Right. There's some aggressive bits. There's also going to be some bits, I think, where they are working together. Yeah, I think they're definitely going to at least be forced to work together for an episode. There will be some stuff. I'll be real curious on this one. I, I'm pretty sure I saw him in the the pools of whatever, or it looks like so. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mando's trying to... Purifying himself in the water of Lake Minnetonka. Do you have that just memorized, or are you claiming from something else? No, that's something else completely. Okay. Either way, he's supposed to go into the whatever, whatever's beneath the whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. Seeing the bombed out Dome City was fucking cool. More Mandos is good. It really does look like a whole lot of what's going on on Mandalore, which is what we all want. Yeah. R5? Yeah, that was just where they fucking brought back R5. Oh, my God. I'm really glad they have a point where R5 is right there, because anytime they would put Grogu in in his little bubble up there, it looks really great. But that's where the R2 unit goes. Right. Which lets you go to different planets. 
when Grogu's up in the dome bubble, you just hang out on Tatooine. Now and then I'll have R5. Yes. For the R5 will have a use. <laughs> for the love of God, give him a bigger ship. I love the Starfighter. I mean, I could see by the end of it if he has Bo-Katan ship. Mm-hmm. I do love that the internet has uh, kind of just collectively decided that we that he desperately doesn't want to be leader, but every Mando that meets him is just going to be utterly in love with him as a leader. It does... Oh, that was something I noticed watching the first episodes. I was so in love with the armor in the first season. Mm. Rewatching those now after watching Book of Boba Fett, I was like, you need to get off your fucking high horse, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. You know, I was thinking about... Okay, you already know that I didn't like the fucking Falcon Crest, but... Uh, I was thinking Razor about Crest. Razor Crest. Like, because of how much this show is a Western, mm-hmm. the Razor Crest was a covered wagon. Yeah. And now he's just down to On his horse, horse, which makes sense for the point of the story he's at. It does. The covered wagon would be way too slow right now. No, I get it. And I, I agree with you. I also get uncomfortable in my truck, which is significantly bigger after like an hour, (laughs) let alone fucking living in my truck, let alone living in that cockpit. In the vastness of space. I want something the Millennium Falcon sized. I mean, that'd be dope. That's just, and that's just me. That's just, I am, I mean, I also want something that'll fit about eight bajillion books. So. TARDIS. (laughs) Right? TARDIS can do that. Uh, was surprised how much I was looking forward to this because part of me was like, oh, Mando, like, yeah, the last stuff was good, but, like, I wonder if it's a little overhyped and I saw this trailer and I was like, let's fucking go. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty stoked for it again, though. I still am a little bit more stoked to see what Andor brings us currently. Very much up your alley. Just a, just by a little bit, though, after that trailer because I'm like, ooh, oh, Mando's in action. Give me all the Mando action. I feel like, at least for me, Mando balances out the different moods that it needs to have a little better, while Andor is mostly going to be stressful and sad. And that's a good thing, because that's what Andor's... It's the birth of the Rebellion. It'd be weird if it was a fucking sitcom. I mean, speaking of looking stressful, fucking Secret Invasion. Also looks very stressful. Nick, just rebuild S.H.I.E.L.D. at this point. <laughs> You've gathered every friggin' secret agent that they've used in this. Yeah. Also, if we need proof that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. isn't canon, they would be using Phil Coulson if it was. I mean, we had, did have Colby Smolder show up. Yeah. She's appeared a couple of times. Mm-hmm. I felt like they were going to take it seriously but i wasn't expecting as serious as that trailer looks it kind of looks like they're mixing it with like secret war or something like that like with you know the very i knew it was going to be a nick fury show secret invasion into a nick fury show is such a weird combo that i'm really curious to see where it goes i don't have much thoughts on it it looks intense like i'm i'm a lot more excited for it than i was Mm mm-hmm I was like, okay, cool, Secret Invasion, whatever. Now I'm like, ooh, Secret Invasion looks like it's the serious follow-up to Civil War. And Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, Winter Soldier is the one I was really thinking of. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Because, fuck, Winter Soldier was actually just like 
for the most part, a pretty decent political thriller. Oh, yeah. I I so wanted... Civil War was what I wanted Avengers 2 to be. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of Avengers 2.5. And I like that movie. I, I think it's one of the better Avengers collections. But all of the Cap stuff suffered for it as a result. Mm-hmm. Uh, two more. Werewolf by Night, which we can go pretty quick on. It looks wild and interesting. I, so I know that it's being directed by Michael Giacchino. I know he's directed before. I need to look up what, but I am so excited to see him doing such a wildly classic take on like, it kind of reminded me of watching that first Rob Zombie Monsters trailer and being like, oh, you just, you're not wanting to reinvent the genre. You just want to create the monsters. This is, I just want to make old school horror movies, which is a good call. I mean, he's, it's so, the the old Marvel horror stuff, which we're going into on Word Balloons, is, mm-hmm. is such a hammer horror thing. Oh, I guess he's only directed like one other thing he wow, did one of the he did one of the short tracks oh um but like composing incredibles sky high uh mission impossible 3 ratatouille cloverfield speed racer uh the first jj star trek up like what a weird combination john of- carter into darkness uh, Jurassic World, Inside Out, Doctor Strange, Rogue One, Coco, Ooh. Jojo Rabbit, For- Far From Home. Like, dude's been doing a ton of really good composing lately, and I'm kind lately, of blown some away. Some of those movies are like 10, 15 yeah. years old. Okay, yeah, but also lately. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Like, that trailer. I'm just fucking tickled by, and I can't wait to see what actually... The moment I saw... Because I forgot they were doing a Werewolf by Night mm-hmm. short. The moment I saw that, I was like, well, time to make sure Tyler saw this. Yeah, I'm going to make sure Danny watches it a little bit later, too. We will absolutely be doing... Uh, a, we'll be covering this on Word Balloons, for sure, because it fits in so perfectly. We already had a Werewolf by Night episode playing. New Island. New Island, Sorry. We run too many podcasts. Looks great. Also, looks Bloodstone fun. looks too scared. Yeah. Bloodstone shouldn't be, like, retreating. She should be, even if she just has, like, a spoon, just sharpening the spoon to stab Jack Russell. Though, once again, maybe it makes more sense in context. Yeah, again. It uh, might not even be, that might be like a nightmare sequence for all we know. Mm-hmm. I do like that they're just openly using Jack Russell. In the subtitles, they have it. Jack saying something. mm so, yes, good. And I've read the new Werewolf by Night, the Taboo wrote, but like, it's Jack Russell. I don't even like puns, and that's a good uh, Willow. It just looks phenomenal. We need literally. I have one thing that I need from it that I don't see. Everything else I'm already set on. I need some kind of goofy looking '80s villain armor. Hmm. To just keep with the, like... Because, you know, they had the general guy with the skull yeah, yeah. helmet thing. Like, all of the monsters look great. The trolls look, like, straight out of the original Willow. Fucking Warwick Davis looks incredible. Mm-hmm. I think that brownie was wearing a onesie and a t-shirt, but, like, I'll roll with it because it's the brownies. Exactly. Uh, 
but like I need was that me and Brownie Kevin Pollock? I have no idea. It sounded kind of like Kevin Pollock. I need the over the top armor that people were wearing in the classic Willow. Also, Mad Mardigan was wearing over the top armor too. He did not look nearly as cool as like the the scene where he steps out wearing it all like he should have. Right. They um, did say that they found a way to use him in this movie still. I have to imagine it's going to be similar s- to Top Gun of like, yeah. he died. Here's a message from him or something, something like, like that. Because yeah. he's got the whole throat cancer thing and doesn't really talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Which also worked perfectly when he showed up in Reboot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had more to say on it. I don't. It looks like an amazing fantasy adventure. Literally, I just wanted to bring it up because it was the best looking trailer of the ones we watched. And we watched a lot of really good trailers. today. Yeah. No, it looks all around fantastic. And I mean that in like every like sense. it's fantastical. Mm hmm. It looks fun and big and magical. And that's what it should be, because that's what Willow... It's interesting watching Willow now, or even 10, 15 years ago, because, I mean, I started watching in the 90s, because by that point, the technology had already kind of moved on past it. But Willow gets brought up still as, like, a mile marker in special effects. Mm -hmm. Specifically, the transformed into pig scene was like they'd never done anything like that on movies before but like in the same way the Star Wars does what what whatever I might think of George Lucas sometimes he is really good at finding new technologies to do whatever weird fucking idea jumps in his head or at least hiring the people to do that right and sometimes not telling them the actual idea he had apparently I just saw something earlier today where apparently um the Gendi uh, Grievous is so different from the movie Grievous is because Lucas told him his original idea and then didn't tell him how he had refined it. Well, the Gendy Grievous is better, so... Yeah. Okay. Now, talking from great special effects, let's uh, take a quick break and then we'll talk about something with just... You know what? Let's just say Buckwild special <laughs> effects and leave it at that. Go, go, Power Rangers. 90s electric guitar. So I remember watching the Power Rangers movie, like the old one, not the the most recent one, the Ivan Ooze one, Mm -hmm. in college and being like, I remember Power Rangers being kind of fun. I'll get pretty baked and and just fucking hating it. So... It was interest. It's been interesting going in, and we've talked a little bit about this. the The main thing that we're covering with Power Rangers, like kind of our intro for this, is we read the Kyle Higgins run of the Boom Comics series, right? And I I started talking about the series when I started reading it on this podcast and getting mad about how much I liked it. So, oh, I remember that now. Yeah, no, I I've been continually mad about how much I, it's this and the Mark Wade Archie series that I was like, I'm not supposed to enjoy these things. But God damn but God it, damn it, it's good. Um, you know what? Let's actually go even further back than that. Okay. What is your relationship with Pat? Because you're a few years older than me. Yeah, like a year or something like that. You're what, 36? Uh, five. Oh, 35. So yeah, yeah, you're a year older than me. So you would still be in the age range. Yeah, so uh, Power Rangers was one of my favorite shows. I was trying to figure this out. When I... 
because, you know, we were watching the first couple episodes on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I scrolled through all the episodes, just like, huh, I wonder, and almost every single one looked familiar to me. I couldn't tell you what happens in most of them, but I was like, "That's that sounds right, that sounds right, that sounds right, and I'm just like, there wouldn't have been any reason that I would have sought it out and watched it from the very get-go, but just due to when it came on TV and when I watched TV and you when school got out, all of it. I think I watched it from the beginning uh, up until around the first movie. Um, I know that I watched a little bit past the first movie, but just didn't care for it as much. Well, you were after. aging out oh, of And it. that's the thing. I had already, for, for where I was and for my age... I started when it was cool with everybody, and I lasted longer than most. It was already uncool by the time I got to the, like, fell out of it. And I was, it was kind of like my dark, dirty secret for, like, the last year. Power Rangers doesn't have the same age limitations as, like, Barney, but it did not take long. Like, there was the difference of a summer to go from Mm -hmm. Power Rangers is cool to Power Rangers is no longer cool. Especially during that time period. Mm -hmm. Like, um, just... Nerdy things in general are more accepted now. Yeah. Like, I I wouldn't have that same problem watching it now while growing up, I don't feel. At least not on the same level. Not on the same level. Uh, and I might be wrong. I'm vastly out of touch with what kids today are into. Oh, but totally. I have no fucking clue. I, just as a general vibe thing, though, I feel like it'd probably be a, a, a little bit I'd be like, you're still in Power Rangers? And I'm like, yeah. And I'd be like, all right, I get it. Yeah. Um, Whereas then it was like, no, it was my dark, dirty secret for like the whole last yeah, year that I liked it. You do not acknowledge that you. Let's see. So it's interesting because I didn't have TV mm-hmm. at that age because I remember, I think I was five when Power Rangers, because it was what, 93? 93. Yeah, yeah. So I was been about five. I was in kindergarten and I was really into it for like two or three years, but I didn't have TV. So I only ever saw a couple of episodes and saw it. At other people's houses. Right. But I had some of the toys. I had a pretty good White Ranger toy. I had the... Was it like the seven and a half? Yes. Yeah. I had the Lion Megazord. Oh, okay. Like the full transforming one. Nice. Wish I still had that toy. I had had a couple of the seven and a halves, and I had like one of the monsters, but I never had any of the Zords. And my fucking like highlight of my toy collection was I got a box set of, like, a kid size of every one of the Power Rangers' main weapons. Oh, shit. Okay. So I had, like, the little daggers and the axe and the... I had... uh, My buddy had the axe and the sword. Mm -hmm. So I I got to play with those, though I didn't have it myself. But but it was interesting, because I've only ever... I don't... God, I doubt I've seen ten episodes of the show ever. And Mm. I definitely never watched it since I was six. Mm -hmm. Which we... Six or seven, which we'll get into... Uh, in a minute, but there was a sign, such a sign that I was such a little hipster in the making because it was my buddy Chris when I was like five years old. I had, I don't know his lad. I haven't talked to this dude in easily twenty years. Mm-hmm. And like went over to his house and we're rolling the Power Rangers. Went over to his house and we're rolling the Power Rangers. Went over to his house ready to be rolling the Power Rangers, and he was into VR Troopers now. Oh, see me. Okay, so I was <laughs> about I was to like, say, oh, VR, and I had the VR Trooper toy, and it was we better are than the power. VR Troopers three virtual reality. Oh, I'm about that shit. I don't. <laughs> I don't even remember that much. I just remember the toy was better, and I could pretend it wasn't a Power Rangers thing. 
that was the so when I was into Power Rangers, it was mostly I've brought them up before. It's been a while now, though, just because of topics that we've covered. Uh, me and my buddy Angus back in the day mm -hmm. just loved it. We would go out on, you know, go to the park by my house and pretend we were fucking Power Rangers. Like he was the one that had the weapons. We'd actually have them out there. Um, I technically liked Zach more, but I was always stuck uh, being Jason because you're the only person that was mad about being Jason. <laughs> well, well no, it was I one was of those things. Too. We'll get into that in a second. It was like me, me and Angus both liked Zach the most. Uh, and it was his toys. And it was his toys. And like, I had like, Jason was still my second favorite. Mm -hmm. And at the time I did like swords more than the ax, but I liked everything else about Zach more. <laughs> So it kind of worked, and also if I ever complained about it, he would, he would be like, "Well, he's the Black Ranger, and I'm Blackfoot." I'm like, Arf. "Oh, that's good." <laughs> I mean, I was always Zach because I'm Zach. Uh, <laughs> when I put this on, Chris was like, "I don't think I've watched this since my parents banned it after I kept breaking shit in the living room." He broke like four lamps, apparently. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but. The weird thing was, was like, we both got into it when everyone was into it, right? Because it blew up huge, and like, we were right in the right age, age range. It was six when we, you know, we were six mm -hmm. when it came out, so the, every every guy in class was into it. We were the only ones that would watch after it and continue watching into VR Troopers. <laughs> like, we would bring up VR Troopers. They'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're like, it comes on directly after. afterwards. <laughs> oh, my God. And then there was Big Bad Beetleborgs, which I had never really watched, and fucking... Yeah, very little bit for me. They had that, like... They attempted to do the same thing with Common Rider. Mm-hmm. I think they was just called the Masked Rider, which I was like, you're not even trying at that point. Yeah, and I, I remember that coming out and not being interested at all, whereas now I would probably be like, ooh. Common Rider. Mm -hmm. I will say... Okay, so just to get this out of the way, I will say of this thing, the people behind the scenes on that show sucked yes like i was uh did you read the intro on the the verse volume of this I, I skimmed through it the guy who wrote it is the guy who runs power rangers now okay but he's been there since the very beginning but he was a he was not someone in charge back at in the, the time day. yeah so i don't really hold him in, but i was like this is the most rose-colored glasses view of the power rangers and his whole thing was like we all thought this show was garbage and everyone was going to hate it. And he's right. The show is garbage. Having watched it. Oh, yeah. We, we just watched a couple episodes. It's real bad. It's way more entertaining. Had a lot of fun. Super I will probably watch more. I don't know how I feel about that. At uh, some point, like... They didn't get unionized till 2018. That's when they officially had their actors wow. be part of the Screen Actors Guild. I just... I know at a certain point, not even, like, very far off from where we're at right now, like, mm -hmm. the entire lore, even in, like, the English sequences, becomes so much more important. And, like, it actually has continuity at a certain point. Oh, yeah. Up. For most of the series, there's, like, 20 years of continuity. There's the, the, mm -hmm. the Zordon era, the this era, the that. Like, I got... Pretty baked and spent a bunch of time on the the Power Rangers wiki. Uh, and, uh, and I'm actually kind of like, do I want to like re-experience this as an adult? And like, because some of this is kind of neat. Like, this is shit I read about anyway. 
Part of me does, but then I'll watch an episode or two of it and be like, I'm not binging 18 seasons of this, my guy. I might do all the Green Ranger shit again, though. I was going to watch the Green Ranger stuff, and I just ran out of time because, you know, life happens. Because that was the other thing. When me and Angus were into it, I had to be Jason until Tommy arrived. Then I got to be Tommy. Tommy's pretty awesome. Uh, Jason David Frank kind of sucks from everything I've heard about him, but Tommy's pretty awesome. In the... During that time period in my life, I liked green more than red. <laughs> the fucking dragon yeah, sword, the dragon, dragon sword, dragon shield, like done. The, the strange ability to play a knife as a flute through a helmet, like which I was like the musical one of us. Mm, yeah, and then later with the the change to white. Now, personally, I don't like wearing a lot of white, but I do like black and white ensembles most of the time. So. Look, the only problem with the White Ranger is when you refer to him as the full name of the White Power Ranger. That's when he becomes trouble. Right. I will say, watching this, because as I said, I, well, I've, I've never seen Day of the Dumpster, the pilot, mm. before. Uh, I did have... Real near here used to be Summit Video. It was yes. an old video store uh, when I was a kid. Probably shut down 20 years ago, but whatever. They had a videotape that had one episode and it was about Zach mm, so that's the one I wanted and Zach had the fucking he was the black ranger he had my name he has a fucking axe and he rides a mastodon I was a thousand percent in the mastodon is dope I'm all about the mastodon it is the best sword there's just no getting around mm -hmm. rewatching I was surprised at how much I was actually into the triceratops remembering how much I wasn't as a kid I Rereading these and rewatching stuff, I like Billy and Kimberly much more than I did when I was a child. Look, while we're bringing up the fact that people were real shit behind the scenes, mm -hmm. there's one thing that I really wished that the comics would have done just to piss some of them make off. Make Billy gay. Make Billy gay. I kept waiting for them to make Billy gay. Uh, for reference on this, the actor who played Billy stayed longer than most of them. Mm -hmm. Jason David Frank was the only one that stayed longer, and that actor says Had a that terrible time. Part of the a, a big part of the reason why he left was he was getting shit for being gay because it was the early nineties, and let's be honest, homophobia still exists now. It's it was much worse thirty years ago. And the other guy's like, no, it was over a contract dispute. I'm like, that doesn't actually make you look wildly better, you realize, right? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you had these people working for minimum wage 20 hours a week, or 20 hours a day sometimes for this fucking show. How did they need to work that much? 90% of your show is actually not them. Right. The amount of like, well, time to do a transformation scene, and we're going to do every second of it, every episode was a lot. But also, as you pointed out, like, that's not Trini. Yeah, that's definite. Because uh, if, okay, so, I mean, if you're listening in this far, I'm sure you know a bit about Power Rangers. But on the off chance that you didn't, Power Rangers uses scenes from the Super Sentai series over in Japan. Mm -hmm. But dubs over those, and then when they're not in uniform, they have them, uh, they have American actors. I was going to say white actors, but only some of them are. But because they wanted more women on the show, the Yellow Ranger was a woman in it. But in the original Super Sentai series, the Yellow Ranger is very clearly male-bodied. 
Yes. <laughs> and I kind of forgot about that because I've most of my experience with the Power Rangers is these comics that I keep reference like hand referencing towards in this audio medium. Well, because there's a stat. I keep looking at them, being like, "Oh yeah, I read all of that in the past day." They're right next to us. Yeah, uh, where you know, Trini is Trini in both forms. I was about to say where they're consistent. Yes. And it's not like... She continues to have boobs. Yeah, well, it's not like that actress is, like, super stacked or anything, or, like, so clearly, but she's... No, but, like, suddenly as the Yellow Ranger, it's like, whoa, gymnast dude. (laughs) Yeah, right? Like, everyone else is relatively close, like, in Mm -hmm. size and they're like, oh. Actually, do you know who I realized is actually pretty off? Billy? No, Jason. Oh, I haven't watched any of those ones. Because... Because um, the actor playing Jason, I noticed in all of like... Oh, when, Austin St. John, yeah. When they're just like hanging around and he's in like his muscle tees and stuff, dude is huge. He is a slab. <laughs> and the, the Red Ranger is just... It's weird because he doesn't have much definition. He's mm-hmm. just has a lot of muscle mass. He's facing 20 years in prison. Have you read anything no, about this? What? He was uh, currently under, he's currently being charged under house arrest or largely house arrest uh, for a CARES loan scam where him and a couple other people scammed the government out of $3.5 million in CARES loans, which were those loans to help businesses stay afloat right. during. Holy shit. He's facing up to 20 years in prison. He's still going to conventions. <laughs> He's under house arrest, but he got permission because that's how he makes his living these days. Because right. he did this for a while, did, mm-hmm. I think, three seasons of the show because he did Zio for a while. Uh, did a bunch of martial arts stuff. Worked as a paramedic for a while, including over in Iraq. Oh, shit. Like, did uh, medical stuff. And these days makes his living... Just running the convention circuit, I was the first Red Power Ranger, and probably the most popular Ranger of all time. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah, and he's supposed to be a nice guy, but also apparently he's helped steal three point five million dollars, which, on the scale of weird shit I've read about former Red Rangers, is not the wildest shit. <laughs> One guy killed himself with a fucking katana. Wow. Yeah, man, being a Power Ranger actor is fucking bleak from what I can tell. Yeah. I think he might have killed someone else, too. Like, it. How's Kimberly Jo Johnson doing these days? She's doing fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) She's working on, I believe, a comic that is Kimberly as an adult, like, bringing all the people back together in their 40s kind of thing. But they were talking about, like, we might have Billy back for the next season of Power Rangers, and and we're doing a and we're gonna treat him well and like yeah. a fucking king this time, <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna do like a retrospective with all the surviving actors because the actress who played Trini died in two thousand mm-hmm. in a car crash, and we'll get them all back together. And I was like, is Austin gonna have to fucking zoom in from prison? Like, <laughs> I want Zach to come back. Yeah, after he left, him and Trini never mentioned again. There's like one retrospective where they bring up Zach. But that said, he doesn't have to dance as much as he does in that fucking. Every episode, he's just like, what's going on? It's time I'm to just dance. shimmy over here. Do I need to cross the room? Looks like I'm doing this. You I'm guys can't see what I'm doing right now, but. 
I'm a black character on a kid's show in the early 90s. It's time for some dance moves. Also, I was reading the wiki, and he, like, mixed his martial arts and his dance to create a new mm. fighting style that I don't remember what they called it, but, oh, it's bad. Hip-hop so, keto? Yes. I think that's what it is. Yeah, they mention it in that fourth oh, episode. dear God. He's telling it. <laughs> he's telling Alf. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's my hip-hop keto. It was interesting because as I said, I've read so many. I'm I'm at this point just collecting everything Boom is putting out of the Power Rangers comics. I even picked up the Time Force comic they did. I didn't like it very much, and I didn't understand a goddamn thing that was happening. Yo, once you get past Mighty Morphin, I yes, there were a few of them that I was like, I think I would have understood this if I knew anything about Power Rangers Time Force. Mm-hmm. I just knew that once Kim Possible ended, Time Force came on, and I changed the channel. Um, Same. Yeah, right? Kim Possible kicks ass. I will so fight good. that one. Kim Possible's great. But it was, you know, in the same way I mentioned this to you before, of because I've been reading this, I forgot that, like, Babu, one mm. of the, the little minion guys of Rita Repulsa, because he's just furry in the in the comics, I forgot he's clearly made of plastic. Yeah, mostly. All of them are just rubber and plastic and like no i expected at least a bit of fur <laughs> like there, there was fur around his face but mm-hmm. it was usually slicked back with product but i was gonna say uh to keep out from out of his face fair. i i was listening to him being like whose voices did i get kind of correct and whose was i wildly incorrect on i had zach's voices much deeper all of the rita repulsa minions except for maybe babu i was a thousand percent off on let me see. In my head, I still had Goldar correctly. I had Goldar much deeper than because he's just kind of goofy sounding in this. I I think I was pretty close on all the Rangers, I think. Maybe not so much Trini. When Kimberly at the end of that pilot episode does the not thing, I almost threw something at my TV. <laughs> just pure flashback rage of when they're like, I'm not going to do this. Not 90s. People thought that was so funny. Yeah. It was not. Um, I intentionally didn't have my Rita quite uh, as annoying in my head. (laughs) God, that actress's voice must have hurt at the end of that fucking thing. Um, I think it was, I think it was like Babu and Finster that I was furthest off on. He doesn't show up on this. I was terrified of Lord Zed. Mm. When I was five mm-hmm. years old, I was in the basement. And Zed's a hardcore design, dude. He is. Also, in the more recent stuff, you find out his actual origin story, and it's is it pretty weirdly fucked? hardcore. We'll get into the comics after this story. But yeah. I was like five years old. It was my bedroom, the downstairs into the basement, and then a little hallway, and then what we called the rumpus room. But it was a downstairs hangout room. And there was an old, old wood fire stove. But for whatever reason, at night, when I was having trouble falling asleep and would get freaked out, I would think that there were things in the stove, like monsters in the stove out to get me. Mm. And it was Lord Zed. (laughs) And so I had to, like, close the... Even years later, when I was I still had to, like, close that door, because I was so sure there was just monsters. Speaking of monsters, I think if I were to rewatch through this show, 
Some of Finster's creations would probably end up being like all of my favorite kaiju. Oh, like some of these designs are actually really fucking good. It's, it's one of the ones that they did in the a couple of the ones they did in the comic. Same thing. They'd have yeah. you to do Power Rangers well. You have to have the monster of the week kaiju monster good. Admittedly, the one I came in on that you were watching when I came in and oh, it's yeah, like no, that one was bad. guy was fucking terrible. But that was bad. Most of the others, though, bones. Although I will say that whole plot being a deaf woman helped save the day would be written off as woke nonsense today in ways that I was like, you fucking assholes. I Not mean, the people making the show, but the... <laughs> the whole cast would be. Oh, yeah. Look at this woke nonsense. I will say... Other than having the black... The black ranger be a black man and the yellow ranger be a, a Asian woman. Mm-hmm. That's always been weird. Even in the 90s, we, we were like, that's weird. I remember when I was in college, they had a like, oh, it's been 15 years or however long it's been. And they had a collection and they just left out the black and yellow rangers. So I was like, that's not better. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking great old college humor sketch. It's probably 15 years old now called Zordon is Super Racist. Oh, that's shit. just I think all I've seen based that. around making fun of that. Oh my god, it's good. Oh my god, I'm pretty sure I've seen that. <laughs> um, know what I'm looking up later. Oh, it's so funny. That that's not my recommendation, but it's my recommendation. So, Boom, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Boom is or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers always had a comic book connection to it. Guy Gardner, the Green Lantern, the reason why he lost his lantern powers and had like the alien DNA stuff happen for a while. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers was popular, so he had to get a power armor. Oh, shit. And the, the artist di- or writer did not want to do that. So Guy Gardner Warrior is what came out of it. That's fucking wild. Uh, but I was reading a thing of some of the people. I think it's the guy who writes Bleeding, or run Bleeding Cool, Rich Johnston, was talking about being at the convention where Boom announced that they had acquired the rights to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. What was... What was the what was the, the reaction? Fucking making fun of Boom across the board. I would imagine. Well, because and they tapped in. Whoever at Boom realized they had something, knew it. So like their main thing at their stand at this convention was Power Rangers. Power Rangers. And people walking by just laughing at them, being like, Are things going okay, Boom? The fucking Power Rangers? And it has just been a blockbuster of a comic for the hundredth comic of Boom Power Ranger stuff is coming out, I think, next month. Wow. I mean, uh, including the various miniseries and the yada, yada, yada. But, like, they tapped into something. And I really want to hear what you think. But, like, they, they tapped into something of, like, there's something to the Power Rangers... And we can own some of the camp still, but we can just modernize it and take it a little more seriously. And there's something there. Well, it's like the, I mean, if we're going to get get into the comics, I fucking loved it. Oh, I so good. Like, even going from as terribly thin of a TV show as that <laughs> was to there's this. There's nothing to it. Like, this did still feel, feel a little... They had time for way better, way deeper uh, expositionary speeches, but it still felt like it moved along quick for everything that was going on, mm-hmm. just due to 
the comic book format. Also, all credit to Kyle Higgins. He's a very good comic creator who deserves much more credit than he tends to get. Mm -hmm. And he... I don't know if he... I don't know how old he is, so I don't know if he watched Power Rangers growing up or whatever, but, like, he... Whatever it was, he saw something in Power Rangers and went, yeah, I can tell these stories. Like, I can... I get what's good about these. Mm-hmm. I, uh... It made me wish that I knew more about some of those other groups, just so that I'd understood more when they get pulled in later. Mm-hmm. I, or could, you know, even recognize, like, be like, oh, that's fucking SPM or what, RPM or whatever. Yeah, there was a few that I kind SPD of... SPD and... Knew, I was like, oh, I knew there was a samurai one, so that must be the samurai yeah, one. Like, yeah, I knew like, that, like, there was a samurai one. I remember, like, I hate the Zeo designs. Except for the Gold Ranger. Oh, yeah, Goldstone. Gold Ranger is my favorite Power Ranger design. The rest of them are decidedly forgettable. Um, But, like, yeah, so some of them... And, I mean, and some of those series were going when I was working retail, so I stocked their toys. So you had so some awareness. I had seen like, yeah. them, but I, d- I don't know what the fuck that is. I just... <laughs> cool, it's another Red Ranger, but... It was focused enough around the originals that that didn't take me out of it too much. It, it's interesting. I did read one critique that was like, he clearly thinks the Green Ranger's the best character. I'm like, one, almost everyone thinks the Green Ranger's the best character. Or at least once he joins, it brings in a whole new element to the team. Those are some good episodes. That's Those are the episodes I want to rewatch more than anything mm-hmm. is the, the Green Ranger saga. Well, it was supposed to be a one-off and they went, we have to keep him. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to lead, I think, VR Troopers or something like that, and they were like, just be the Green Ranger instead. Um, or come back as the White Ranger, or whatever the setup was mm-hmm. going to be. But they did do a other series called Go-Go Power Rangers. This is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That was Go-Go Power Rangers, written by a person named Cinna Grace, who I knew from the Iceman Solo series that's all about Iceman has just come out as gay, oh, and yeah. he's figuring out what that means. And I didn't expect that series to be great. And it was the best X-Men book that they put out that year by a lot. Uh, And that one takes place before Tommy joins. Okay. And that one is much more about the interactions between the original five together. Like Trini has a crush on Jason. Let's examine that. Here's these bits. Here's Mm. Kimberly's dating someone who's not a power ranger. It's less about the, big overarching events while this one mighty Morphin, it's got the interaction between the characters but it's mostly about this big overarching plot line yeah or dracon holy shit he's cool yeah he's so fucking cool i mean he's a putz but like his design is fucking great and he makes a great power rangers villain evil alternate universe tommy very smart and it leads into what is straight up just also ranger slayer's dope we don't get much of her in these, but... She has her own miniseries. I can lend it to you if you want. It's about her ending up back in the the Lord Draken universe afterwards. Oh, and, okay. like, seizing control and figuring out what happens now the Draken's gone. And weirdly, maybe my favorite design in the entire books is the um, the Red Guard. Oh, yeah. With the basically the, the Red Ranger with the big cape and the mm-hmm. spear. Ooh, it's good. So basically what this is, is Kyle Higgins had this series for something like 35 issues, I think he wrote. He wrote it for a couple of years. 
starting with just one and going up through and ending with a huge crossover called Shattered Grid, which is just straight up a ripoff of Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yeah. Down to, there's a big tower we must destroy. Like, and I don't care. I did not know before this that all of the different rangers were in one single timeline for the most part. I don't know if I knew that either. I knew that, I think I think I knew most of them were, but I kind of felt like some of them must have been alternate like two universes. series apparently that aren't, but I thought most of them were their own things because I was like, why are they in space now? Well, here's the, the interesting thing to think about. The movie's alter, in an alternate universe. Yep, the movie tells some of the stuff they were doing in, uh, I think, the third season. Mm-hmm. The basis of this is it starts with Tommy has just joined the team. How do we deal with, here's this new ranger, the other five have had their, like, on the one hand, hell yeah, we could use the help. On the other hand. Especially since this one guy almost took all of us out. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we were a pretty good team already. What's the change in the dynamics? And can we trust this guy? Zach has his own doubts, which is fair. Mm-hmm. Zach does seem like the most grounded of the rangers. Um, yeah, that was all good. God, I just I, the through line of Dracon. That was the part mm-hmm. that I was like, "This is all, like, this is great. Like, whatever they're coming together as a team, but this threat is a fucking threat." And the setup of this is Lord Draken is the Draken Draken, whatever we mm-hmm. want to fucking call him. I I read it as Draken, so I'm just gonna keep doing that. But you call him. I've never heard it said out loud, so we are guessing here. Ooh, I might know where we can hear it said out loud. Where they did a commercial for Shattered Grid. Huh. When it was announced. You want to pause this real quick and we'll go see if we can find. Let's do that real quick. Okay. So we didn't actually learn his name. That was pronounced there. We did learn Jason David Frank never actually learns how to act at any point. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) I was reading some interview with him and he's like, I don't think I'm coming back to Power Rangers. I'm focusing on this movie thing that he's working on. I'm like, that sounds awful. This is not the first time we've watched him on this show. No, no, because he was in... Um, he was Bloodshot in Ninjack yes. vs. The, the worst... No, the second worst, worst part of Ninjack <laughs> vs. The Valiant Universe. Eternal Warrior was still the worst part, which I'm still mad about. Yes. Maybe third. Fucking Archer was real bad in Archer and Armstrong. He at least had Armstrong to bounce off of, though. Yeah. Man, that, that was I'd have to rewatch it, good. and I'd rather not just to settle this. No, it was not good. I I don't recommend it. Anyways, this version is... So the basic story of the very first Tommy Green Ranger story is he is given a sword of power or something, an an evil sword that turns him evil Mm -hmm. by Rita. After the Rangers break the sword, he joins the Rangers, stands up against Rita. In this version, confused, Tommy disappears afterwards and is found by Rita before he's found by the other Rangers. And she turns him evil. She turns him evil. Well, but she by not enchanting him though this time. Yes. She convinces him to work with him to change the world because let's be honest, it's not terribly difficult to convince people that the world needs changing. Maybe not through evil moon, witch fascism, but still, what you going to do? Uh, in this version, with the Green Ranger on their side, the Power Rangers end up overwhelmed, and in an attempt to make Jason the White Ranger, 
which is not a terrible choice, all told. Austin no. St. John aside. Uh, <laughs> Jason appears out of freaking nowhere, kills him. Actually doesn't kill him. We find out that later. But mm-hmm. beats him, steals the White Ranger power, and becomes the true evil Lord Draken. The surviving ranger. Oh, uh, I keep going. Oh, I forgot a part. Enchants Kimberly so she becomes evil and becomes the ranger slayer and starts an on-running thing of Kimber- of alternate Kimberly's just getting fucking hot armors. Yeah. The ranger slayer's great, and there is a miniseries they did. Part of the reason the series works so well is they hired real capable comic writers. They didn't just hire some rando off the street, which happens, but like... Oh, Kyle Higgins, Brendan Fletcher, uh, uh, fucking Cena Grace. Mm-hmm. There, there's a Power Rangers Pink miniseries that they did, which is after Kimberly leaves and comes back and she forms her own little Power Rangers thing. And it doesn't fit in the continuity of the rest, but whatever. But she also gets a fucking killer alternate design there. Didn't know I liked Kimberly, because when I was a kid, I was like, she's the girl one. She wears pink. Also, little I, baby me had so much toxic masculinity that I did not realize. I also couldn't get over the fa- once I saw it, I couldn't get over the fact that she was also in uh, the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Really? Yeah. Well, good for you. <laughs> Isn't her name also actually Kimberly? Yeah. She's had a career. I looked most of them up. A lot of them kind of coast on the fact that they were Power Rangers, which whatever, dude. Whatever you were a Power Ranger, today, yeah. I would too. Uh, but she's, I mean, she's not like a fucking superstar, but she's had her full on successful career. Mm-hmm. But anyways, Evil Lord Dragon takes over his world. The surviving Rangers, which is pretty much just Zack and Trini. Although like Bulk joins them and Skull joins them, which is weird. And I'm pretty sure we see a couple of the Rangers that replace Zack and Trini and Jason when they leave. Um, oh, yeah. Asia, Adam, and... Rocky, who will come up in the comics after this, uh, in some of the what in the resistance unit, which is dubbed the coinless because they no longer have the power. Power coins. coins. And if you don't know Power Rangers lore, like random rebel number seven has to be like, why do we have this stupid fucking name? (laughs) It's great if you know the Power Rangers lore. Mm -hmm. And then it's all just, we got to stop tracking. Got to stop tracking. Dragon's up to stuff. And and there's just a lot of Dragon kicked our ass again. Kicked our ass again. Well, well he beat us there. <laughs> that didn't go right. Uh, well, oh, killed Tommy. Yep, that sucked. It's a spoiler, but it's a spoiler of the first scene of the big crossover, so whatever. That actually really surprised me. Which was weird that it surprised me because I remember like keeping up with news articles about when this series was dropping, but... I followed this for a while before I finally gave in and tried it. Like, I picked up um, the Power Rangers Justice League crossover when it came out. Because, one, as we've talked about, I love dumb crossovers. Love them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I didn't really like this. And tried it again recently. I was like, I was just trying too hard to be like, no, I'm a big kid. It's one of the weaker Power Rangers things I've read, but it was still a lot of fun. And, I mean, Tom Taylor's a great writer. Power Rangers Ninja Turtles one is better, but that's mostly because we get to see the Ninja Turtles wearing Power Ranger armor, which I'm super into. And I'm really fucking into the idea of there's a Power Rangers Godzilla crossover happening right now. Yes. 
What? Yes. Yes. And Charles Sewell is writing it. Oh, shit. Okay. Charles Sewell, if you aren't weird nerds like us, wrote one of the better She-Hulk miniseries, wrote a shit ton of X-Men stuff, including some really good Magneto solo series, and um, I believe wrote some Daredevil as well. And what is the one that I'm forgetting? Oh, he wrote a bunch of the High Republic Right. Stuff. He wrote uh, the first High Republic novel. He also was the one to follow up uh, Snyder on Swamp Thing in the New 52. Ooh, and that stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Sewell's a good writer. And at one point, he was writing like five books while being a practicing lawyer. Like he'd take a lunch break, sit down, and write comic books. Wow. wow. That's impressive. There's a lot that happens. And I'm wondering, like, is it worth bringing up any little thing? You kind of hit the nail on the head when you're like, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, it is. Even we bring in other ones. Here's, you know, oh, here's I this think one of my other draw. I think the when they start crossing everything over, it's actually done really well, even if I don't know any of those teams. I got enough that they picked one or two characters to tell us a bit about mm-hmm. to give us just an idea. They didn't try to introduce Every fucking ranger. Here's the pink time force ranger. I know enough about her to know what to do. They designed her physically a little too close to Kimberly that I had trouble telling them apart when they had their masks off, but... It was hard for me to follow the battle scenes not knowing those other groups. Uh, Yes, definitely. I have to imagine that it's got to be confusing being in those battles, too. Right. So it, it it didn't bother me. In the art was respect. good. I just, I was like, who the fuck am I looking at? That initial artist who did a lot of the work on Shattered Grid, um, Hendry Priesta, I believe is who I'm thinking of. Nope, that's not who I was thinking of. Anyways, I mean, all of these are good artists on this. Priestra, Lamb, Sil- Silas. Even Their weakest artist on this was still... Good artists. Mm-hmm. I think I did. who I'm thinking of. Yeah, Danielle Di Nicuolo. There's no way I'm pronouncing that last name right. I'm so sorry. Yeah, the art was all great. I just, when I already have only a passing familiarity with some of those teams, and then you're throwing five different teams versus bad guys with armor based on those teams. And here's and ten bat- Red Rangers. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know what that one is, but that looks kind of cool. Um, that was just, it got hard to follow, but I don't know. I feel like it's partially on me just for not knowing the 25 years of Power Ranger history. But also at the same time, as I said, like, I didn't follow it. I'm sure if I knew Power Rangers better, there would be, there would be things that I would get more to appreciate. I didn't feel like I was missing too much by not knowing no. Wild Power Rangers. All I needed to know was that it was a fucked up battle happening. Uh-huh. And the moment where all of the Rangers fucking appear at the... Uh, I don't remember what they call their home base, but the the command center. Right. Um, and it's just raining down I the colors. I loved that. that. That scene was just cool. That was cool. The the They have a bit where they form a Zord out of, of like random Zords. That was dope. Super cool. It, we don't get a bunch of time with the Kaiju. No. But were there any kaiju that stuck out to you? Because there's one specific one that uh, heavily sticks oh. out to me. Other than Black Dragon was pretty cool. Yeah, Black Dragon was Also, cool. seeing all of them uh, wearing green Power Ranger armor, but through their was, own stuff was fun. I kind of, I mean, I was going to say one of my things is I wish that the Finster 
uh, storyline would have went on a little bit longer. Him unleashing stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. I did like how it ended with his malicious compliance of like, you just spent like five minutes telling me how much you knew better, so... So there's a point in this where Rita Repulsa disappears, and Finster, the guy who makes the monsters for Rita, uh, figures out how to hide his monsters as humans and unleashes them into the world. And when Rita shows up, she's pissed that he's been wasting time or what. Honestly, his plan was better than anything she's put forward, (laughs) which is why she's mad. Mm -hmm. But she tells them to unleash them all at once. And that doesn't really work right because they're not powered to do do the stuff that she's doing with it. But he didn't tell her because you told me to stay in my lane. So I stayed in my fucking lane, Rita. Um, That fucking Madonna bra that she wears at all times is so. Yeah. I don't none of them are sticking out to me now because I just watched a few episodes of that show and all I can think of is that fucker with the the fucking squeeze box shooting his music at them sheeple is the one that stuck out to me yes oh my god sheeple is a giant sheep monster I laughed so hard (laughs) with the Paul is dead fucking panel that fucking just screams conspiracy theories and yells, wake up, sheeple, listen up, sheeple, and, like, can make people do what he says in the process. And you just start spouting conspiracy theories yourself, so... Oh my god, sheeple was great. Also, the one that was just the Vitruvian man that they saved the prime Italian prime minister from. Who just keeps saying Da Vinci quotes. But it was just what Squat and Babu could find off of the internet. Mm-hmm. It was just, ugh. I don't understand why they keep Squat and Babu around. I get Goldar. Yeah, especially because in the um, it's in one of the Goldar is one of my favorite designs in in the IP period. Well, and when they do, we read the the Power Rangers annuals, which is mostly different creative teams just doing little Power Rangers stories of their own. Mm-hmm. Some of them serious, some of them goofy. Ooh, some the Finster one is fucking dark. The Finster one's fucked up. That's maybe um, the best, in my opinion. It's maybe the best one. But it's also really fucking dark. Yes. <laughs> Where he slowly goes mad with his family because of his living clay and art and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. Is that Ben Temple? doesn't matter. I think that's Ben Temple Smith who did like 30 Days of Night. Mm. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say they got real people. Uh, the guys doing the backup comics about fucking Bulk and Skull and then... Wasn't that Steve Orlando? That's Steve Orlando. That's the guy who did fucking Midnighter. Yeah. I just picked up a book of his that's a Grimlock of the Transformers series where he finds himself in a like medieval fantasy world. Ooh. It's Grimlock in Ooh. a D&D adventure as written by Steve Orlando. I'm so excited. Ooh. But like some of the stuff were good, some of it was bad. The Goldar one where you learn Goldar's backstory actually makes Goldar intimidating in a way that the poor actor wearing the Goldar armor is incapable of being just because it's not stuck on that well. So it right. wobbles. Um, I also, with I just said I love the Goldar design. I also find that weird because I'm also not usually a fan of gold. Like, I like silver over gold. Mm-hmm. And then when we saw silver back, I still thought Goldar looked better. Mm-hmm. Part of it's the wings. Mm-hmm. But the wings help a lot. Mm-hmm. Zed has the best design of the bad guys. But, I mean, Zed... <laughs> Zed is... Zed just has great bad guy design like and one of the reasons i think it works in the comics is because 
the design work was always good in the in not always, but like of the main characters was good in mm-hmm. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But the extremely limited money and the tokusatsu designs yeah. weren't capable of keeping up with it. So putting it, letting people illustrate it, you can do everything it's supposed to do with it. And it it translates really well. I mean, the Sentai design of the the different colored power. I've always loved that. I will say, like, this has me kind of wanting to at least rewatch the Green Ra- Ranger saga and shit. Mm-hmm. It also just had me hankering for some Voltron again, though. Voltron, yes. You see, it makes me want to read some Ultraman, mm. which luckily, after he finished up his run on this, Marvel was like, hey, Kyle, how do you feel about doing some Ultraman? Answer, pretty fucking good. His third miniseries comes out this year. Nice. It's not his main gig. Like he's mostly doing his own stuff right Mm. now, but he's still doing with Ultraman instead of being an ongoing, it keeps being five issue miniseries. Okay. Which gives him time to do the stuff he wants and doesn't run the risk of this isn't selling enough to, to justify putting out 12 issues a year. I want more. Yeah. I want it to just be an ongoing series, but, but there we are. Kind of the bummer part is this is some of the best written that it is, but uh, the couple of things I keep wanting to be like, but then this all comes up after this. Oh. Because they bring in the other rangers of uh, Aisha and Adam who voiced Vash the Stampede and Trigun. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Is the yeah, black yeah, yeah. ranger who takes over from, uh, and uh, uh, Rocky, who's kind of a putz. I don't care for Rocky. Uh but they, instead of writing off the characters that left thanks to the contract disputes, they come up with this idea of they basically go do Black Ops Ranger missions in space as the Omega Rangers, and they all get unique designs, and it looks so fucking good. Ooh, that's cool. Modernized red, yellow, and black Rangers as the Omega Rangers. Zack just gets a giant fucking hammer instead of an axe. Like, I'm super into it. It becomes really like, oh, we have to make a deal with Draken because we have to work with him now, kind of. The the guy who takes over writing, uh, Ryan Parrott, describes it as he likes writing good people who make bad decisions, and that really sums up the run of the Omega Rangers. I, I don't... I don't want to get too far into it, but I did enjoy how Dracon in the end... And and Tommy kind of hashes it over when he's, like, doing the sort of we defeated you speech to him at the end. Mm -hmm. Is that he really is kind of just defeated by all of his own insecurities. He could have won if he would have just, like, killed his enemies instead of felt the need to, like, keep him alive in his own universe. And Draken is really cool. Draken is also... Draken is also very much a product of... uh, uh, Of I'm a Power Rangers villain. Mm -hmm. Let's just wrap it here. One... Mm -hmm. Let's be fully honest. There's technology issues that is making us wrap this up real fast. We apologize for doing that. Fucking read these. It's worth your time. It really if is. If you enjoy Power Rangers even a little bit, you'll enjoy these. Uh, for my recommendations, let's. I'm going to go with just the, the, they call it the Massive Verse, but it is the comics that all of these Power Rangers writers started doing their own tokusatsu stuff over at Image. And it's... Uh, Radiant Black and Inferno Girl Red and Rogue Sun. Okay. Um, my recommendation is going to be an Instagram account, uh, at Illuminative. When I was uh, 
editing our Shorzy episode, uh, we were talking about native representation, and you were like, I don't really know what constitutes good representation or mm -hmm. not. I realized while editing it that I follow an account that talks about that a lot. Please link me to this account. But yes, awesome. So at Illuminative, it's really great. It talks about uh, indigenous people in the arts a lot, as well as pushes a lot of like humanitarian things. Mm -hmm. And it's really cool. Fuck yeah. Next time, we haven't actually discussed that yet. And again, the blinking light is stressing me out. So where are your generals of nerdery? I'm Zach. I'm Tyler. Dismissed. Hi everybody, General Tyler here. If you like the show, please hit subscribe however you're listening to us right now. Also, if you could rate and review us however you're listening to us right now, or preferably over at Apple Podcasts, we would super appreciate it, as the whole world is around on algorithms, and we want to be all up in them, getting our voice out to more places. Uh, also, I mean, tell your friends, we always appreciate that. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, ask us questions, give us comments, Email us, generalnerderypod at gmail.com. You can also contact us through our website, www.generalnerdcast.com. Uh, while you're there, check out all of our back catalog, or click the links up at the top as we are part of the Earverm Podcast Network. Uh, go check out all of our sister shows. We're involved with most of them, so if you already like listening to us talk, it might be in your best interest. And if you want to check out everything from the network, head over to earverm.com, E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. We'd super appreciate it. Love you all. Have a good one.